Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Sounds Fake But Okay, a podcast where an arrow ace girl, I'm Sarah, that's me. And a demi straight girl, that's me, Kayla. I'm Dakota, and I'm being pointed at. <laughs> and talk about all things to do with love, relationships, sexuality, and pretty much anything else that we just don't understand. On today's episode, polyamory. Sounds, Sounds fake, fake, but okay. okay. That might be your new intro because you've done that like. Oh no, I'm intentionally doing that every time now. Oh, I've been doing well, that. Well, I was episodes. not informed. Yeah, no, I've been doing that on purpose. Interesting. All right, cool to be in the loop. Thanks, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> well, so fun fact about this podcast is if you're a patron on Patreon and you give us ten dollars or more a month, you can request a topic. And we will most definitely do it. Because, like, everyone can, like, request something. Yeah. But, like, if you are a $10, we're, like, going to do it. Yes. Um, and our single $10, $10 patron, uh, Emma, she requested, like, months ago. Sorry, Emma. Um, she, she requested that we talk about polyamory and that whole umbrella of things. Um, and we were like, hey, we're not qualified to talk about that that at all um but we were like you know what we have a friend resources (laughs) who is qualified singular friend am i you know more than us (laughs) far more than us um but that friend is here with us today cody tell us about yourself all right um i'm dakota or cody both Um, (laughs) dakota dakota something like that um, I use they, them, theirs pronouns. I'm currently actually single, um, which is not a promotion. That's just how it is, how it is <laughs> and relevant. In fact, I've done the polyamorous thing in, um, various ways several times. I'm 19 years old. Uh, obviously I'm not the voice of anyone but me. And I'm also the voice of me at 19 at this point in my life. Um, yeah, so I've done the, I've, like, dated multiple people at the same time, um, with everyone's knowing consent. I have been in otherwise monogamous but open relationships to varying degrees. Yeah. So define, so that's, like, kind of a basic definition of polyamory a bit, but what is, like... How would you describe it to someone that has, like, never heard of it before? So, basically, when you're dating a person and you're in a relationship with them in our society, most of the time people would assume that to be a monogamous relationship. Um, So I'm going to start by defining monogamy. So that would just be when you are exclusively dating one person, you do not go on dates with or become romantically or sexually involved with other people during the course of that relationship. If you did, it would be considered cheating. Uh, Polyamory is essentially the same thing as that, but with more people. Um, There are many different types of relationships in which uh, one person dates multiple people or both or all of the people involved in the relationship are also dating other people. 
And there's also just open relationships where it's either an otherwise monogamous relationship or a relationship with more than one, uh, more than two people. And there is also the option to become romantically or sexually involved with people outside of the relationship. Do you want me to do vocab? Sure. sure. If you feel it's necessary. Okay. So I guess like just things that I say, um, polycule is a polyamorous relationship. So like not a couple, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. A, po- a polycule. So like more than two people in a yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like how you would refer to like the, that, the, that, that group. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's exciting. That's yeah. Cute. Uh, types <laughs> of polycules include V's in which one person is dating two people equally. There's so like open relationship being different from a polyamorous relationship, a polycule when two people are dating or more people uh, are dating the same person, but not dating each other. They are called metamors. It's spelled M E T A M O U R S. The feeling of joy for when your partner is feeling fulfilled and happy. Thanks to romantic or physical, um, attraction and bonding with another person who is not yourself is called compersion. That's spelled C-O-M-P-E-R-S-I-O-N. It's it's kind of the opposite of jealousy. Yeah, that's fun. I guess the first question I would like to ask um, is what do you feel the biggest misconceptions are around polyamory and polyamorous relationships? I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that polyamorous relationships are not committed, um, mm-hmm. that polyamory is for people who have trouble with commitment, a relationship involving more than two people or even open relationships do not involve any less commitment than closed monogamous relationships do. Mm-hmm. Um, they honestly often involve more time and energy if only because of scheduling and the the first time that I was dating two people at the same time, yeah. my largest complaint was just how fast my phone battery died <laughs> um, because I was talking to people and trying to schedule things so much. But it definitely has nothing to do with not being able to commit. It's really just about sharing. There's so much love to share. There's so much love to share. I don't know if this is necessarily the appropriate or most relevant time to talk about this, but the Mm -hmm. polyamorous flag Mm -hmm. um, has red, black, and dark blue stripes, Mm -hmm. and it has a pie symbol in gold in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the pie symbol is there because um, love is not like a pie. You don't cut it up into pieces and then give it out, and that's it. Yeah. Love is like pie. It's irrational and infinite goes on it's forever. That's so, so poetic. Cute. What the fuck? I've actually never seen the poll. I've never seen that I flag. I don't think I've ever seen that flag. Well, that's no. stupid. That flag should be everywhere. <laughs> well, it's actually interesting because I, as a queer polyamorous person, am still kind of on the fence about whether I consider polyamorous to be a, like, an LGBT plus identity mm-hmm. in well, itself. Yeah, so I was going to ask if you consider being polyamorous part of your sexuality or just kind of part of what you do like so, is it is, do you identify as polyamorous or do you identify as someone who is has had, has had and is open to polyamorous relationships okay so 
first of all, I know a lot of people who do identify as polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Some of those people are dating someone. Some of those people are dating multiple people. Some of those people are like currently in um, monogamous relationships. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who I've met who identify as polyamorous are usually the people who I've met and have had conversations with entailing the fact that they could not be in a monogamous relationship sure, um, and feel comfortable being like required to be monogamous, even if you are only dating one person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they always need that option. Not even the option, just the acknowledgement that it's not the only option. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, anyway. no, but like, so they don't want to be feel like, they don't want to feel like they're being forced into this corner right. of monogamy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have at points in time. Okay. So I started knowing about polyamory when I was 17 and I am one, three weeks from 20 at this point. Um, and I have during those three years or so identified as polyamorous, um, I have not been doing that so much. I don't necessarily consider it to be part of my sexuality right now. Um, I do consider it to be an intrinsic part of who I am and what I'm looking for in relationships. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be in a committed relationship with someone who is not okay with the fact that I prefer to be in open relationships. I don't think I would consider being polyamorous to be part of my sexuality. I do consider it to be part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like as a person. Yes. As a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I've to some degree stopped um, dividing my identity into smaller pieces like that mm-hmm. for a bit. So yeah, it's definitely part of who I am as a person. It, I am much more fulfilled in um, my relationships and pursuit of relationships, knowing that I am not a bad person and that the way that I feel and the needs that I have um, do not make me immature and... Before you learned what polyamory was, did you feel that way, that you were a bad person or you weren't going about relationships in a way that you were, quote-unquote, supposed to? Okay. Um, Short answer is yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I felt bad about how I would encounter representations of people cheating. And the way that I would react to that was thinking... Seems to me like they could have just communicated about this and everything would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I felt very bad about feeling that way because that was not something that I could see anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it There was nothing that told me that, yes, if you communicate with your partner and talk to your partner... Um, why would being involved with multiple people not be okay? Yeah, because, I mean, in our culture, the the mindset is very much you are in a monogamous relationship, and if you do anything that's not, I guess, considered monogamous, 
then it's cheating and it's bad. And that's the only, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I guess my point is that um, polyamory is on a very case-by-case basis. It is about every individual relationship and there is no right way to do polyamory. There are wrong ways to do it. <laughs> uh, they involve not communicating with your partner, um, mostly. But... I feel like that just applies to uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> there are wrong ways to do polyamory, which are also the wrong ways to do monogamy. And um, polyamory is not doing monogamy wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a thing. Um, also, I think that in the LGBTQ community, we are currently moving out of an era of trying to... Um, show the world that we are just like straight cis people. Mm-hmm. Um, and because that is what we are currently moving away from, I think that we are moving away from that. I hope a little that we are moving away from that because um, celebrating differences is cool. And okay. I think that I'm not super fluent in my queer history right now, but there was a time when polyamory was very much a part of queer culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as a community kind of um, push that away a bit because we were trying to be more accepting. Be like the streets. Yes. So that they would accept us. Right. And um, I think we may have lost something there. What was the question? Remember? It's fine. We never never end up actually straight up answering (laughs) anything we always just like end up but you also answered it yeah so you're good (laughs) so you said you prefer for all your relationships to be at least like open so have you ever had someone that was like a potential partner or partner be like no can't don't wanna uncomfortable um okay so when i i guess came out as polyamorous which is a weird thing to say i feel anyway Um, I was dating someone. I continued to date him for another two years after that. Damn. Yeah. Um, it was, so anyone who I was trying to date through my junior and senior years of high school and my freshman year of college, anyone I was trying to date then I was also already dating someone. Mm -hmm. So that obviously would have not worked if they wanted me to not be dating him anymore because I liked him. They knew. Uh, (laughs) Right. And they always knew anyone who I, um, anyone who I so much as kissed during that time was aware Mm -hmm. previously, because I think that communication is very important and letting people know what they're getting into when they have any type of relationship with me. Mm -hmm. Um, is very important to me. Communication is key. Consent is key. Hydration is key. That's not relevant. It's just my other... Hydration is so important. It's just just my other... Those are all just important things Listen, if you don't hydrate well, your relationships aren't going to be good because you're going to be tired or dead. Yeah. So... That's Um, fair, (laughs) This is not relevant whatsoever, but anytime I say one of those three um, catchphrases, my friend follows it with guac is extra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It. No, that's that's beautiful. beautiful. I love it. Guac is extra. Yeah. And in, everyone knows. In more ways than one. <laughs> yeah. It's one it's of true. those things that he and I just like do 
beautiful. Like, without, I love it. Truly beautiful. Without fail. Every time <laughs> True platonic it. love, to be honest. Truly, honestly. <laughs> um, anyway, so that was happening. And then very soon, like, I, <laughs> I broke up with him. And then there was, like, a summer where I didn't date anyone because I was living at home and lonely. And <laughs> Me? Then, Tag yourself. Um, and then I started dating someone again. And that relationship was open from the start. So to answer your question directly, uh, that has not happened to me yet. I have no doubt that it will. Uh, it will be a deal breaker when it does. Yeah. Um, I, as a personal rule, will not um, go out with anyone who is not open to the idea. No, I will not go out with someone who is not okay with me being polyamorous Mm -hmm. and um obviously that is a thing that i will talk with my partners with on a case-by-case basis what they are comfortable with what level of communication we're going to have about everything Mm -hmm. um my friend from high school did end a fairly committed relationship because his partner was not comfortable with mm-hmm. and being polyamorous and mm-hmm. failed to communicate that until they were well into their relationship. Yikes. Um, I feel like that's like the sort of thing where it's like, obviously I'm not a person that dates people, but you know, like if I were to go into a relationship, like that's a perfectly valid thing to be like, Hey, I need this to be obvious between the two of us that this is fine. Cause I, I feel like it's, it reminded me, like, when you said that, it reminded me of, like, if someone were bi and they were in, like, a, like, a header, like, they were dating someone of another gender, and then they found out that their partner was, like, homophobic, and then they're like, oh, I'm bi. Maybe you should have known that. Well, I almost want it, because did the person they were dating know that they were poly and just, like, yes. didn't? Okay, so my wonder, almost, and obviously I don't know what the relationship was like. My wonder almost is if they, like, knew and were just, like, hoping that they wouldn't act on it and were just, like, hopeful. I can't speak to that relationship because I don't know the partner in question very well and I'm not in that relationship. But I am fairly certain that that is what was going on, that it was a hope, like, oh, but but I'm special enough that they'll want to settle down with me, which is just not... How it works. That's kind of gross. And maybe for some people it is. <laughs> some people um, who have been in polyamorous relationships in the past can be, uh, can be perfectly happy in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. Like or be fulfilled in that relationship. Right. Um, yeah. The same way that plenty of bisexual people um, end up marrying someone of another gender. Right. It doesn't mean that they're no longer bisexual. Right. It means that they found someone they wanted to marry. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily think that's gross. I think... I think in relationships, that's often common no matter what it is. Like, I, like me, when I had that thing with the kid and he was like, I won't want anything serious. I could have just kept being a casual thing with him and yeah. hoping in the back of my head, oh, maybe he'll, like, settle down with me because he really likes me. Yeah. Like, that's obviously a very different and straight situation. But I think mm-hmm. that's really common in dating situations. I mean, it's common and I don't think it necessarily makes it any less gross. I, th- I, think, I think it's, the reason I say it's gross is because it makes me feel like that person is thinking that they can fix the other person and they can like, and I think like what you said, isn't quite the same situation. Well, I think it depends on the situation because 
I think it depends on the mindset of whether you think there is something to be fixed. Yeah. And if you think there is something wrong. Yeah. I think it's definitely case by case whether it's wrong or not. But I I think even if you don't necessarily think that um, your partner being polyamorous is a bad thing, a wrong thing, I'm doing finger quotes, you can't see me. Uh, (laughs) Even if you don't think it's a bad or wrong thing, it is still a fundamental person. uh, It is still a a fundamental part of the person who you are dating. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you would date someone if you want to change something so large that's, about them. That's very fair. Yeah, because like that's fair. in the situation you're talking about, it's not necessarily a part of that person's being. Like that they're not ready right now. That's it's true. not part yeah, of their I identity. We had social psych together. Yes, Kayla, um, <laughs> and we talked a lot about person and situation. Yeah, and how so they I interact, think, and that I think is very much a situational. Yeah, I yeah. So yeah, I, yeah if you're definitely hoping, yeah. I understand what you guys, yeah. If it's something about the person you're hoping is changing, then, yeah, that's... I think that Maybe if, back right out of that situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that if, um, in the situation you're just talking about where um, one partner is hoping that the other will decide that, in fact, they have become romantically attached and they mm-hmm. do want something more serious, yeah. um, I think it would be different if the person said, I don't do relationships yeah mm-hmm. if the person said like this is something i'm not interested in, i don't want to ever do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then hoping that you could change that is kind of yeah like selfish i think yeah yeah um i guess the question i had would be so when if you're even if you're not in a relationship but if you are specifically if you are in a, a poly relationship um like Especially, I'm just thinking of, like, people in generations above us. How open, I guess, are you comfortable being, like, generally with people when they're like, hey, got a, got a boyfriend? And you have to be like, two, actually. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's another thing that I take very situationally. Um, and also, for me, that very much depends on what, um, what kind of relationship relationships yeah uh i'm in at that moment um mm-hmm. when i was in high school dating two people um i think i might have told my i don't think i told my mom um but i, I if i'm dating two people there are plenty of people who i will tell that to mm-hmm. um if i am in an open relationship i don't feel the need to tell that to people who i'm not actively trying to date yeah mm-hmm. um because I, I feel that, like, as an ace person, I I often try to avoid bringing up my aceness if I'm talking to someone who I'm not relatively close with. Not because necessarily I'm embarrassed of it, but because I'm not sure how they're going to react. Well, it's also, also, like, do you really want to get into a 20-minute uh, yeah, TED exactly. talk about I don't, it? <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, like, sit this person down and be like, so... This is what asexuality is. Yeah. Like, that's not what I want. And, like, there have been a couple times where I've been, like, kind of cornered into something, usually about someone who's drunk. Um, <laughs> and, like, I – but even then, I never come out and, like, straight – like, come out straight. <laughs> you would never do that, so. um, I never come out and straight up say, you know, hey, I'm ace, because I don't – especially if they're drunk. They don't need you that. You know. Yeah. Um, but, like, 
sometimes I feel bad that I do that just because it's like I don't want it to seem like I'm like embarrassed of this part of my identity. And it's also but, like, not your responsibility to educate yeah. the yeah. world and, As, here's and tell my, people about yourself. Here's my former GSA president in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You get to tell people what you want to tell them. Yeah. You are not responsible for the um, education of all of those around you. Yeah. That being said, I understand. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Especially because as a... Well, first of all, as a pansexual person, um, I I have definitely said in the past week... <laughs> um, I'm bi because that can be easier to understand and it's yeah. so situational yeah. mm-hmm. um, and deciding what you want people to know about you and deciding um, what you, how you want to phrase it to them and mm-hmm. whether it's so that they'll understand or whether it's so that um, you will be perceived in a certain way mm-hmm. um, especially as a non-binary individual um, I like deciding when to come out um, because as a non-binary individual who does not look androgynous really in any way, um, this is turning into a whole other conversation. You should have me back to talk about that. We will um, have you back as many times as you want, Cody. Anyway, but as a non-binary individual who doesn't look very androgynous at all, I, in order to have people perceive me the way I want them to perceive me, I have to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. You can get yeah. all of that. I'm just sitting here talking. I love the sound of my own voice. I, I love the sound of your voice. So I thought you were about to compliment yourself, Sarah. No, 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 and no, I no. was like, I actually hate the sound of my own voice. I was supposed to. And if I, I'm not going to listen to this. Episode, oh, yeah. No, um, I don't blame Because you. I don't like the sound of my recorded voice. Yeah. Because, no one because else, then you yeah. hear your voice and I'm like, is that what it is? Yeah, no, but I love talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that I feel like is probably a common misconception. And I feel like, I don't know if this is like an insulting question. Cause I feel like this must be a question that poly people get a lot. If you ask it and I don't want to answer it, yeah. I want you to rephrase it. I will tell Obviously. you. Obviously. So I feel like for me, like I don't think of myself as an overly jealous person, but I, and obviously, if you're poly, like, and you, what was the word you used that, like, is you finding joy for... Compersion. Compersion. So you said that it was, like, kind of, like, the opposite of jealousy. So, I mean, obviously, to be in a poly relationship, I think jealousy has to kind of be a non-issue. Or, if it is, it's something that's very communicated about, I guess. So, I'm basically you're just asking about things. I'm basically asking about jealousy, yeah. I guess. Um, I think that jealousy probably will always be a part of relationships the same way that when you find out that your friend um, had dinner with someone that, and you kind of thought that maybe you would eat together that night. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, jealousy is something that happens in all relationships. Or it can gets, happen I in all relationships. I get so mad at yeah. Sarah for having other friends. Yeah, she does. Not right, exactly. so mad. But <laughs> stop having other friends. Okay, so, like, I teach preschool. And yeah. um, that does happen a lot in friendships. And I think that we a little bit forget that as we get older because we mm-hmm. are trained to be like more adult in our relationships and mm-hmm. recognize jealous feelings as something that um, is often very silly. And mm-hmm. if it is not silly, that you should talk about it. And even if it is silly, maybe you should talk about it because if you can't communicate honestly about your feelings with the people who you love and are close to, then why are why are you close to them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can't communicate with anyone about anything, but that's my problem. But true. <laughs> you know that about yourself. I do know that something. about myself. Uh, so the jealousy thing. Um, it's It comes down to communication. It comes down to, hey, I really feel like you've been spending more time with uh, your other partner than with me, or I really feel like you are putting more effort into finding casual hookups than you are with planning to go on dates with me. Um, Or, hey, I really feel that because we're both dating other people, we've grown apart a little. What can we do to remedy how I'm feeling and not just the symptom, but the cause? Mm -hmm. What can we do to both feel, all feel more fulfilled in the relationship with the rain? Most of my feelings about polyamory... um, will always come down to communication. It will come down to acknowledging that no relationship is perfect and acknowledging that you will always need to communicate with your partner, no matter with your partners, no matter how well you know them or how long you've been dating. Mm -hmm. Um, There should always, always be time to talk about things. And if there is not time in your relationship to talk about things, you need to make time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. telling anyone how to live their life. I'm not telling anyone how to be in any of the relationships that they are in. But I think that we as a society have this weird problem in which we don't talk to the people we're romantically involved with mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things that matter to us. Uh, and I think we kind of have this trope of th- <laughs> I haven't been straight for a long time, so correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but we kind of have this trope of just things that people who are specifically married, but in the relationships, um, don't talk about for some reason, or like arguments that keep happening. I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I have not been straight in a long time. Um, I have been having very, um, unorthodox relationship, like romantic relationships for a good long while now. So, um, I might be just out of touch with what the rest of the world No, I think that's, like, a common trope with, like, married couples is, like, you know, they always joke, like, oh, after you get married, you're going to have to, you're going to stop having sex eventually because you hate each other, and it's, like, Right, and why, first of all, would you stop having sex if you like having sex with the other person? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is happening there? Schedule that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, you schedule when you're going to go out to a nice restaurant. You schedule when you're going to have sex sometimes because... That's what you have to do. You're when busy you're, people. Yeah, you are busy people. <laughs> and, you know, I think that everyone should always be prepared for when they're going to have sex with someone. Like, they should know about it ahead of time. I think that that's nice to know. But that's a different <laughs> story. That's consent and stuff. Anyway. Um, and second of all, I don't think that you should grow to hate a person who you have decided to spend your life with. Yeah. Um, and if you do... Don't just live like that. Yeah. I think there's this just, like, this... Excuse my use of the word toxic, but <laughs> but this toxic mindset in in the world of heteronormativity where it's like, once you get married, like, ye old ball and chain mm-hmm. on your husband, like, your wife's gonna nag you or, like, whatever. And it's like, if you have that mindset going into this marriage, it's destined to fail. First of all, I'm gonna nag you from the first date. You don't have to marry me to get me to nag you. <laughs> Bitch, I nag people I'm not dating. <laughs> you met Jeremy. 
Yeah, I nag everyone. So, first of all. Yeah, but I just, that's such a horrible mindset to yeah. go in with, like, oh, your life's over now that you're married. Like, yeah, what the fuck? You should be marrying this person because you love them and you want to spend your life yes, with yeah. them. Um, and I promise you I could do an entire episode with you on, like, why straight people have such weird ideas about relationships. It's fucked. Because um, they're straight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I say as a straight person. I don't know. <laughs> um, to that end, though, I guess I have the question of, I mean, obviously not everyone wants to get married or not everyone's going to get married, but um, with polyamorous relationships, marriage? Question mark? Okay. So... <laughs> Jealousy? Um, question mark? <laughs> marriage? Question mark? So people in polyamorous relationships can marry, you know, one of the people who they're in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets more complicated if you are in a committed relationship with more than one person mm-hmm. that's not, like, an open relationship that is otherwise monogamous. Um, it gets very complicated if you are in one of the many states in the U.S., and I don't know anything about other countries. My apologies. Um, but if you are in one of the many states in the U.S. where, um, fuck, what's the word where you cheat, but in a marriage? Adultery. Adultery. If you are in one of the state, many states in the U.S. Where, uh, in which adultery is a crime, especially if you are in one of the states which, I don't know the list of them off the top of my head, but I used to live in Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. I know that in Pennsylvania this is a crime, uh, adultery is a crime, and also the person you are cheating on does not have to be the one who reports it. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. Uh, which is, like, not a thing that will probably happen to yeah. anyone. But is, like, just... That's a thing. Something to think about. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to answer your beautifully worded question <laughs> <on the> marriage, <laughs> question mark, um, it's real complicated, and is so incredibly case-by-case, because um, for the same reason that, like, we wanted gay marriage to be a thing so bad. Mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't say gay marriage. I'm gay. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Same-sex marriage. The reason we wanted same-sex marriage to be a thing so badly is because being married to a person affords that person many, um, uh, many rights that... Like, being your next of kin, if you are in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, and in your will, if something awful happens. Um, so basically, the institution of marriage is not set up to accommodate people in relationships with more than one person, which is a reason that a lot of polyamorous people choose not to get traditionally married, mm-hmm. but that doesn't help the legal thing. Yeah. Um, I am not really thinking about marriage (laughs) at all. I mean, you're 19. I'm 19 and very single. Um, I don't know. Very single is what I want to say. Anyway, I'm 19 (laughs) and don't have plans to... I haven't looked into it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Ain't nobody here is an expert. None of us know what we're doing. We're just doing our best. I used to know a lot more about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was first learning about it, I the way that my GSA worked, uh, our Gender and Sexuality Alliance worked, um, was that every week when I was running it, we would have a different person lead the meeting, mm-hmm. um, and or a group of people, and basically that person or group of person 
or a group of people would do a presentation of sorts or a talk or an activity about a thing. TED Talks. Um, <laughs> sort of, yeah. Like, we did mini TED nice. Talks, and then we <laughs> spent the last 20 minutes talking about our feelings. Um, <laughs> Love that. But I did multiple presentations on various aspects of polyamory, mm-hmm. and I just... That was two years ago. It's been a while. I, I used to know more about the Ace Umbrella than mm-hmm. I do now, which I, is ironic because I have a podcast. I, <laughs> to be fair, never known anything. And I'm just... You've never known anything about anything in all your life? No. How'd I'm... you end up in college? How'd you get in here? You know. <laughs> you know. This just in, Kayla knows nothing. Okay. Um... Is there anything else that anyone here wants to talk about slash ask about in regards to polyamory and all that fun stuff? Nothing that I can think of. Do you have any any words that you'd like to leave the audience with in terms of <laughs> polyamory? Um, I guess I first of all just want to reiterate that I um, don't speak for anybody except for myself right now in this juncture in my life. Um, and that this is very different for everybody and that you should always, always, always do your own research, um, and do it in many different places. Um, and also that I am not of the opinion that polyamory is the right way to be in relationships. I do not think that it works for everybody. Um, but I do think that definitely monogamy does not work for everybody and, Mm -hmm that's people are different people and we need to start acknowledging that there are so many fewer right ways to do things than we think there are. Yeah. And I, I think I would say that it's important, especially if the idea of polyamory is new to you, it's important to recognize that even if it's not something that you would take part in or that you necessarily fully understand right now, it's important to recognize that the most important thing about any relationship is that the people involved are all cool with it. And as long as that's the case, then what's what's wrong with it? Like, yeah, like nothing. It's, first of all, none <laughs> your business. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, as long as everyone is happy and healthy, like... No matter how they're doing it, like, why? Yeah. Why that Why the wrong? fuck do you care? Why do you care, first of all? And <laughs> second of all, like, why, how could that possibly be wrong? Yeah. And I think that mindset can be applied to literally anything on the LGBTQA plus Or just, like, in life. In life. <laughs> like, leave people Listen, alone if they're fine. In life. It's none of your goddamn business. Just leave people alone. That's number one. Unless number- they want your help. Yeah. But don't... <laughs> But, like, you know... Number two. Like, do pay attention to your friends. And if they are in a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship that they feel... That they seem to be uncomfortable with the concept of, Mm -hmm. talk to them about it. Uh, I don't want to leave here with people thinking that uh, I don't think that you should pay attention to your friends. No. Like, if if things seem... Like, as with anything with your friends, if things things seem wrong, bring it up. Because this is not for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they tell you they're fine and they're happy... Even if you don't agree with it, like, leave it. Mm. Not yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that's thing number one. Thing number two is communication. Thing number three is hydration. So, <laughs> consent is key. Communication is key. Hydration is key. Walk, Walk is, is extra. extra. <laughs> what a great place to leave it. All right, what's our poll for this week? What is key? What is key? That's it. 
That's our problem. Consent. Consent. Communication. Communication. Hydration. Guac. Guac, that is extra. Yeah. All right. Great. Perfect. You can find that uh, poll on our Twitter at SoundsFakePod. You can also find us on Tumblr, SoundsFakePod.tumblr.com. Or you can email us, SoundsFakePod at gmail.com. Kayla, where can they listen? Anywhere you find your podcast that you love, except for Spotify, they still hate us. So iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, anywhere on the interwebs. Um, you can also find us on Patreon, where you can give us all of your money dollars. Wow. You can find us by going to patreon.com slash soundspakepod. Hi, it's Sarah from the future. Sorry about that. This episode was recorded like months ago, so got new patrons. Our $2 patrons are Sarah Jones and Keith McBlain. Our $5 patrons are Jennifer Smart, Estrita Vinicota, Austin Lane, Drew Finney, and Perry Fierro. And our $10 patrons are Emma Fink. You can find our on YouTube by looking up Emma T. Fink, who, again, is the person who requested this lovely, lovely episode. Sorry it took so long, Emma. And Tristan Call, who would like to promote the DeviantArt and Tumblr page, Rationally Paranoid. If you would like to request an episode that within reason that we are not allowed to not do unless it's you know within within reason (laughs) um become a 15 dollar patron yeah yeah, we changed that sorry or more give us more give us all your money sarah is Um, making no money this summer i'm making jack shit this summer support our son (laughs) um working 40 plus hours a week and making nothing we love um but yeah, also, you know, even if you're not a patron, we welcome your suggestions. We may or may not do them. If you want us to learn about other sexualities more, yeah, and if tell you have us them, we'll find some people that will help educate us. We will. And talk to us. Yeah, hit us up with questions or things or whatever. Is there anything you want to promote, yeah. Cody, do you since you're on? Anything? Oh, fuck! I wish I'd release my goddamn album. What? <laughs> Cody doesn't have anything they want to promote. Except for... But they're still single. <laughs> self-love and hydration. Yep. Hydration, consent, communication. Guac is extra! <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next Sunday. Also, thank you for being here. I always forget to say that. Thank you for coming, Cody. We appreciate it. We, we talked it. to you first about this like months ago, and it kept not happening, and Kayla's literally leaving tomorrow, so we were yeah. like, we gotta yeah. do it. But thank you for educating us. <laughs> yes. We know we do not know anything. Ooh, words. Bitch, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, again, thank you for listening. Tune in next Sunday for more Rest in Your Ears. And until then, take good care of your cows.